Hey there, it's Kevin here, and I just want to share a little bit of inside baseball, kind of behind the scenes on um, a downgrading situation with a client where you know they found an old service that I have, which was uh, I think it was five hundred and seventy-five dollars, which is a one-to-one uh, coaching service, um, and and uh, yeah, it was a one-to-one coaching service, and doesn't include a whole bunch of things that my typical consulting is in, and it also includes a little bit of uh, unlimited Slack advice as opposed to email, um, and when one telephone call a month, so. Uh, currently they're on like an every other week call and they get unlimited access to me for, for calls or emails or, uh, or, or Slack messages in between calls. They've got, um, a whole bunch of things. And, um, so it was kind of like, you know, the client was like, Hey, do you think we could maybe switch down to this thing, which is about a third of the price of the, of your other, of your other, uh, engagement of the one we're currently on just to float by until we're ready to do our next big thing. And then we'll ramp back up. And so basically there's a few things that I wanted to kind of that I, that I had to basically, you know, explain to him in terms of the, the value um, uh, of each individual service. So number one was that unlike the current service, it would be a one-to-one thing. So it would either be one, me with that person, the business owner, or me with their marketing manager. Uh, but it's not like a free-for-all. It's not, you know, everyone has access to Kevin still. That, that, that would change. So that's the first thing. Uh, number two would be one call instead of two. Um, and, and also there wouldn't be any kind of between telephone calls, you know, as there would be if you needed an extra call, uh, between, between sessions. So that would be, you know, um, it's two minimum is how I had that, that one particular service scheduled. And you can call me anytime if you want for, to, for a quick question or whatever. So it would be moved down to one. Um, the other thing is that I wouldn't find suppliers for them. So if I had a supplier and knew somebody, I would recommend them. Um, but, uh, but if I didn't have someone that would be a good fit, I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out looking for them. Whereas I would on one of my higher services, uh, just because it's, as you know, it's very difficult to find good quality people when you need them. Um, the uh, other thing was that I wouldn't speak to those suppliers uh, directly. So the ones that I do introduce or whether it's their freelancers, their suppliers, or the ones that I recommend their consultants, whatever. Uh, I often talk to them, like I'll email some instructions or whatever else, uh, or we'll get on a call and I'll talk to them during that call as well. And I wouldn't do that in this engagement. So everything would be going through that one marketing manager or business owner, and they would be responsible for talking to, to the supplier themselves directly. So there's a nuance there, but it just, it, it is a little bit more constrained. And if, if someone was doing kind of a multifaceted build of say a website or something, it doesn't really make sense for me to, you know, I could be there, but if there's a lot going on, you typically want me on those key calls with the suppliers so that I can help kind of make sure that the client's best interests are covered and that uh, everyone understands everything and that it fits in with everything else we're trying to work on together and that all the context is provided. So I don't speak with suppliers on this, on this particular lower tier of service. Um, I also don't do email, so I'll keep it in Slack and telephone calls, like I mentioned before. And that, that that may seem like a nuance, but what it does is it actually cuts down on forwarded emails. Hey, what are your thoughts? Um, you know, little things like 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 that, right? So it's kind of uh, it cuts down on a lot of like extra extraneous uh, emails that come through, and it makes just managing my email uh, a lot easier. Um, the other thing is that, so I have one, uh, web developer who works in the Philippines and I can pass him along at cost when you're working with me. Uh, however, he doesn't take on new clients and he won't work with the, the client after I'm done my engagement. So 
Typically what I'll do is I'll line them up with someone else, uh, a US based web developer. Problem is he comes at a higher cost. So when you're working with me, you kind of save, if you're doing any amount of web development, you kind of save a whole chunk of my fees uh, in savings. Now, I guess I probably should go out and find another inexpensive web developer, but frankly, this guy's the best and I'm not, you know, I, sh- I could and I, I, I should find someone who's less expensive. But the way I see it is I'm providing a, um, uh, a good person at a reasonable price uh, that's us based already. And while he may be more expensive than my Philippines contact, uh, one of whom I've built a long relationship with, and that's why he still works with me and, and gives me some really good prices that I can pass along to my clients. Um, anyway, the, the prices are different, but it's really hard to find someone in that price category. Who's also extraordinarily good and doesn't need a lot of management. So, um, those are the kinds of people I like to work with, uh, people who are extraordinarily good, specialized and don't need a lot of handholding or management that are willing to do the, the, the thing. Um, and uh, yeah, so you know, price is only one factor. It's it's really about quality of their work more than anything. Obviously, price matters, but it's not the only factor. Quality matters most. I won't put you in touch with an inexpensive person that then you have to manage or, or get shoddy work from that just doesn't work for anybody, uh, and it doesn't work well with my reputation. Which is, as I said in a recent episode, is you know, trust is the only currency, the only thing that really, really, really matters that I have to protect and guard. So who I recommend, who I bring on really does matter. Um, so it's not just about price. It's about, it's all about quality when you're doing referrals of any kind, your reputation is always on the line. Um, and also, so the third, the last thing was that this client was on kind of an older pricing. So he's been sort of carried over at that pricing, even though I've raised my price. So I think he was in at 1550 a month and now it's at $2,500 a month for a comparable service. And uh, I said, basically you can continue saving that money and continue being on this plan. But, but if by canceling or downgrading, uh, you know, if you decided to renew later on, um, it would have to be at my full price because, you know, I, I can't save time slots and I can't go back, you know, like you kind of locked in and reserve this time. So as long as you're a client of good standing, that's, that's there for you. So, uh, with all that said, I said, Hey, look, we can, you know, I think, yeah, we can come to some kind of a deal. Happy to work with you. I think that's a, not a bad plan. I uh, just wanted to make you aware of all the leverage le- levers and moving parts because there's a lot constructed in the value. I, you know, I don't bill on hourly. I don't bill, um, yeah, I don't bill by the hour. I don't bill by the task or the project. It's really just fixed fee month over month. Over month. Uh, and with that, there's things like, you know, what's the value of me introducing to someone who's great, a great web developer or a great SEO or pay-per-click? What's that value worth to you? And how much time does that save you know, and, and how much money does that save? Because, you know, if you work with someone who's poor at their job, uh, you end up having to undo a whole bunch of work. So there's a ton of value packed in that the clients don't always realize unless they've looked for people before and have had bad experiences with suppliers in the past. Uh, other things like communication, it, you know, what it does is like it forces uh, a view of really the value that they're getting for the money that they're spending. Um, so, you know, anyway, there's, there's a whole bunch of different levers, uh, you know, including, you know, being a fiduciary and, and all these other factors, but by not having your price divided by say an hourly rate, it, it allows you to, uh, uh, it allows you to basically pack value in interesting ways so that even if you had a low ticket tier, which maybe you only offer to people who have worked with you for a while, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't let someone who's brand new needed a whole bunch of things done, sign up with me at 575 bucks, which you found through my membership program, which I didn't even realize was still published. I wouldn't do that. I would do a group coaching thing, which I'm currently doing, and that's working really, really well. And I highly recommend group coaching uh, if you can do that, where it's part education, part training, and part facilitating and helping people and make good decisions and look at their stuff and kind of slightly handheld. And then they're also uh, in a small group that, that supports one another, which is pretty cool. 
So um, if you're going to do that, it's just knowing what these levers are. And, and, and I just, I just want to share this with you because some of these details are nuanced, like me not talking to suppliers on your behalf. Like I, you know, that, that seems like a nothing thing, but, but by creating constraints around no email and not talking to suppliers on their key calls, like that cuts down on a whole bunch of extra stuff that isn't as predictable. And that's the name of the game with that one. So, um, yeah, anyway, the differences were once we got, once again, that it's a one-to-one versus, uh, two people and whoever else, uh, the other one that it's one call instead of two or two as and as many as you want. Uh, another one is that I wouldn't find suppliers for them if I didn't have them right away. Um, I don't speak to the suppliers on their behalf. Uh, everything flows through their marketing manager or the business owner. I don't provide email support, which is like this odd thing. First of all, I just it, managing your inbox is hard enough. Um, so it's nice not having to, to add that as a service for that low of a price point. Uh, I pass along my developers work at, at cost right now. And then on the, cause they're on that higher tier and therefore I, I, I basically eat some of the admin fees of paying him the, the developer and then invoicing the client at cost and that goes away. Um, and, and then if they needed a developer, they can either work with the other guy that I recommended or whoever they want. Uh, and then they're on the old pricing. So, you know, by incrementally increasing your prices over time, it is a nice extra thing that, you know, clients know that by canceling and coming back, they don't get the same price and it's just another factor to consider. So anyway, there's a whole bunch more that goes into all this stuff, but, um, if you're going to do a low tier thing, just really know what, like pull away, pull away some pieces of value that first of all, reduce your time effort and time requirements and, uh, and you know, um, and just do the things that, that you like to do. So for me, it's a telephone call and some Slack access. And that's pretty much it. And, you know, we can look at stuff that we can get a lot done, especially if the client's already been uh, working with me for a while or do it in a group setting where you have some leverage. Like if you've got five people together at five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars per month, then uh, then that works out to like the equivalent of one big client. And you're still kind of doing the same amount of work. So it's pretty cool that way. So I hope this helps. Um, just wanted to share a little bit behind the scenes of some of those little kind of conversations that I have uh, with clients and um, as they upgrade, downgrade. Uh, big thing is always making sure that the client's getting the right thing at the right price and being proactive. If it's time to downgrade or move along and you're not adding value anymore, it's always good to to get in front of that and say, Hey, what are your goals today? What are, what are you, what are you needing me to help you do? And, um, how can I help you do that? And, you know, I think that you should always have a downgrade option, whatever it is for me that the lowest downgrade is my membership at a hundred dollars a month. Um, that would be one step up from that and so on and so forth. So, uh, I like to have downgrade options right down to zero. Uh, although that doesn't make sense for everybody. You, you got to make sure there's enough leverage in it for you. Otherwise you'll burn yourself out, which is not what you want to do. So I hope this has been helpful to you. If you've got any questions or, uh, you're trying to put together your services or your product ladder or service ladder, uh, let me know. I'm always happy. I think, you know, I really love the business model aspect of all this stuff and creating leverage around your expertise is kind of, a, is kind of the funnest part of what we do, especially as you get busy and you have more opportunities. It's fun to find unique and interesting ways to create high profit, um, uh, low time intensity engagements or products or services. Um, I calculated based on my last month's, um, uh, my last weeks, sorry. Uh, like I calculated my effective hourly rate of working with clients and in Canadian dollars is something like $375 per hour, which is really cool. So it just goes to show that I could never bill that by the hour. But when you blend all the stuff together and then different clients at different sizes and different, you've kind of different scopes and stuff, uh, you can really kind of, um, 
you can really create a lot of leverage. So anyway, I hope this, uh, hope that helps. I'm still on this journey like you are. Let me know what you're doing. I'd love to hear it. Uh, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye for now.